Welcome to this episode of the Better Billing Today podcast. My name is Adam Welchel. I'm the owner of Spark Billing Services, helping small practices, clinics, doctors, and their staff improve the patient financial experience, streamline your operations, improve your workflows, and improve your cash flow. On this episode, I'm interviewing a professional medical billing specialist. Her name is Isis Abru, and she has 17 years doing medical billing and coding for ambulance services, DME, pharmacy, chiropractor, and more. On this episode, we dive into the considerations around choosing a specialty for your medical billing career. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're a medical billing professional yourself, and you're thinking about making a transition or learning a new industry, Isis has some advice for you on how she navigated different disciplines that she was able to work in. Isis also takes us uh, through a scenario where she helped uh, a business go from paper-based server-side uh, billing software to cloud-based and completely digital and what that did for the company and the transformation that it brought to the owners and the patients that they were able to help. So let's dive into that interview with Isis Abru and see what she has to say from the perspective of a medical billing specialist. You know, Isis, you've been in the medical billing coding space for a while. Can you give me a just a background of, of what you what you've been doing and what your what your what your skills are and what you specialize in? Okay, um, I've been doing medical billing for seventeen years now. Um, I started with working at practices and doing the coding and the billing for them. Then I moved on from working gastro, internal medicine. Uh, gynecology. Then I did chiropractic as well. Then I moved into DME. So I did DME for a while. Then I went to ambulance billing, which is a whole different can of worms. Um, I did that for about five years. And uh, then after that, now I'm back doing DME. Wow. Okay. So quite the uh, resume and lots of experience in coding and medical billing. Which one just personally, like, what do you, what do you prefer? Would you rather do the coding or would you rather do the billing? I'd rather do the billing because you get to yell at people. <laughs> you get to argue with the insurance, you know, <laughs> you vent, man, you get that stress out music to, at them. Music to my ears. Uh, you know, we have had some fun times with insurance companies, um, especially after COVID, seeing that the new people coming into medical insurance claim handling are not nearly as educated as they used to be. And, you know, I find our, our team, we find ourselves educating the the insurance agent or the claims manager that, Hey, you need to look at this part of the claim here. You need to look there. The codes are here. Like, do you know what what you're looking at? And they're like, no, I didn't know that was there. <laughs> so yeah, good. Exactly. Now I need you to approve this and push it through. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of these insurances, they just have like a script that they go over and anything beyond that script, it just like dumbfounds them. And you got to be like, I need to speak to a supervisor. I need to escalate this. Um, I need to uh, speak to my provider rep because you're processing our claims incorrectly, you know, that kind of thing. And, and a lot of new people yeah. don't know that. Yeah, it's unnecessary denials just based on lack of education, lack of understanding, lack of experience. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, we've been able to help our providers with is, you know, 
maybe there's plenty of claims that you can do inside your office, uh, but when you need a subject matter expert to step in and, and just help push that claim through, uh, it makes all the difference. One of the things we've seen work is when there's this hybrid connection between an internal biller and an outside expert uh, that may work for some of these practices that are um, that are not necessarily large enough to need somebody full time. Um, you've always worked in the office, or have you ever worked remotely? Um, I have worked in the office when I did the ambulance billing. That's when COVID started, so that's when I've done remote, and then now I'm doing uh, the DME remote. How have you in you know in 17 years of billing and coding like what are some of the biggest changes when was there a significant change in the way you worked when you were working in the office versus working remotely Well when I started working in the office we did everything paper nothing was electronic everything was paper we had piles <laughs> and piles and piles of papers and higfas and everything and envelopes and I mean we had cases of mail that went out every single day versus now everything's electronic you just click a button push it up to the clearinghouse clearinghouse sends it out you know so that's that that's a big huge change and then you're able to do uh the volume of work that you're able to do electronically compared to doing everything manually writing or you know setting up the higfa and printing in and, and everything else and stuffing envelopes for like days on end versus now you could like the amount of claims that could go out is ridiculous compared to like the couple that you could do daily manually. Yeah. Um, when you've seen, have you seen personally practices change from paper to, uh, you know, cloud-based or even just software-based? Like what's been your experience helping those practices make those transitions? Okay. Uh, for the ambulance, when I worked for them, everything was paper and I was just dumbfounded. It's like, why is nothing going electronic? So I'm like telling the owner, like, you need to get us a clearinghouse and you need to do this and you need to do this and you need to do this. And I wind up being turning into a supervisor later on, but cause you know, I was, we brought the company from like a million dollar company to a $10 million company. Cause just, we were able to process so much stuff so much faster and, and also set everything up where we're getting all these payments electronically as well where the payments are not lost in the mail, they're not in limbo. You know, we're getting all these payments coming in in a large quantity, but converting everything from, from paper to electronic is a process for the company because everything needs to get scanned, everything needs to get um, uploaded into a cloud so it doesn't get lost, it doesn't get, you know, corrupted or anything like that. And all the emails that go out and everything has to be encrypted, you know, for HIPAA purposes. Yeah, and and so you're saying by going from paper to cloud-based or even just software-based, uh, they were able to grow 10x from a million a year to 10 million a year in Correct. in service. Wow, Correct. wow. Um, what was the what was the did, did the owners were they receptive to the that direction and they just happened to realize the growth or what was their biggest motivation for the the switch? Um, it took me a while to convince them, <laughs> but yeah, once I got them convinced, I go, let me set everything up. Let me show you, you know, apples to oranges for you and show you the amount of money that's going to coming in compared to what's coming in right now. And once I did that, and I, I, we did a trial basis and they realized like, oh, I could get my money in 10 days instead of waiting 45 days in the mail. 
that kind of clicked, you know? <laughs> so once the, he makes all the money, they're like, okay, yeah, go forward, do everything electronic. That's amazing. So you were able to, not single-handedly, but you definitely pushed through. You were probably the loudest voice on, on that train, which was, we've got to go cloud-based. We've got to go, you know, into to paperless. Um, Correct. And then you said, you know, it went from 45 days of cash to 10 days waiting on the, the checks. Right. So you're improving the cash flow. You're, a, you're able to scale the company and see it grow. Um, what other, you know, you've been in a few different industries. Um, what are some of the other you know, hangups or maybe the delays? Like, why do people not just make that push? Like, what's the, what's the hesitation? I think people just don't like change. And they know if they continue doing it paper or doing it their way, they have more control over the situation versus, but you know, they don't like that change. So people sometimes just have difficulties changing, you know, with change of progress yeah. and technology, especially if they're older, they don't really want to do or change because, you know, they might retire in a couple of years or they don't think, you know, their practice is going to be that big in a couple of years or whatever, you know what I mean? So they don't want to change it. Just yeah. stick with what they know versus yeah setting everything up electronically which is so much easier so much faster the turnaround time on money on corrected claims on appeals it's so much faster yeah the uh the, the fear of the unknown the uncertain what's around the corner i you know even though it's paper i know i i know paper i can hold paper i can touch paper and right. um you know sometimes it's that tactile feedback that people hold on to um but, you know, in, a, in our recent episode, we were just talking about the talent pool that opens up when you go online, when you go cloud-based. You know, um, when you are required to hire somebody within your own zip code who knows how to do this particular type of billing, you know, you're maybe talking fewer than 100 people. But if you go online, now you open up yourselves to, you know, the best people on the market. Um, Correct. So what's what's been your, you know, your employment journey Um you know, have you been able to find new opportunities online? Almost well, definitely. Right now, the company I'm working for, they're based out of Pennsylvania and it's nationwide. So, and wow. I'm in Florida, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I, I talk to people all over the nation and, you know, set up their DME and send them out and stuff like that. They don't know I'm in Florida, but, you right. know, uh, I, they don't need to know. They, all they need to know is the company's based out of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you, when you show you know, uh, a provider or a practice, like what's possible when you go online. It's it's not just the fact that you can grow 10X, that you can add another location without uh, a lot of complexity around paperwork, uh, but you know, you, you get the best of the best options when you're hiring because you're hiring online. Exactly. And um, I wanna ask you about your favorite billing software or your favorite coding software and maybe We'll go into the the one you don't like. Like, what's the worst billing software or the coding software that you've had to use? It just depends with the EHR, whatever is compatible with what the EHR that the company has. It just depends. Um, all of them have their pros and cons, you know. So, like uh, the program that I used to work, it was Zoll, and you couldn't submit a claim with different with different uh, insurances in it. So you had to process with one insurance and then you had to back it out and then put it in for the second insurance so it could go out that way. So that was 
Uh, kind of difficult. Yeah, breaking up your batches like that would be yeah. very frustrating, yeah, I so think. Yeah, you would have to do it in sections, um, that kind of thing. Um, but the one that we currently have now that I'm using with um, the company that I'm, I'm, I'm employed now, uh, all their stuff goes in and we don't have that kind of issue with having yeah. multiple you know, insurances being billed for the one patient. So maybe a better question would be, what makes the the experience difficult not necessarily the software company itself but you know the what kind of integrations when they're missing make the job you know frustrating or or time consuming or you have to do do things twice like you said where your batches can't be uploaded to the the clearinghouse that connects to all these different insurance companies um you know there's a lot of our listeners and the reason i'm asking is a lot of our listeners I think are looking at medical billing software. We sell advanced MD. We push that one as our favorite. Uh, it's great for practice management, EHR, and billing and collections. Um, but a lot of companies have specific things like uh, dental software. Sorry, Eagle Soft is just for dentists. You know, so not we're not a good fit for everybody. But what things would you be looking out for as a as a as an office manager if you were? Um, and considering your your billing software, um, I know I worked with one software that once we ran the batches every day, it will come back saying, "Well, this policy, like for example, Blue Cross Blue Shield needs alpha prefix." So it will come back and say, "Well, instead of being an H, it's a B or whatever, you know." And then we would be able to correct it at real time and continue processing the batch versus waiting yeah. for the denial saying, okay, you have the wrong policy number, claims rejected, but it will give us that kickback saying, um, you know, we'll get a reject rejection report and it will say, well, the date of birth is off, you know, is off. This is what the insurance has as the correct date of birth, not this one, or the address is incorrect, or the spelling of the name is incorrect, and it will come back and it will be able to fix everything real time. So the scrubbing, you know, before it gets to the clearinghouse, the, the right. internal scrubbing that it will do. Um, and I know there's different like specialty phrases for the the, the, the levels of scrubbing that you can get. Um, and, you know, they they can save you hundreds of hours a year oh, yeah, just in that, that initial, you know, kickback, like you said. That's a great one. I'm curious to know, like, what's your, what's your, your next steps as a medical billing professional? Um, you know, what's What's the next level in, in, in a career for a billing specialist? Because um, I do want to make sure we, we talk to the audience that is interested in this career. We're always recruiting for, for great medical billing uh, specialists. Um, and, you know, people are looking to work from home. So, you know, having a career like yours, like what's the next step for you? For me, I've done both the billing, the coding, and I've done management. I just like doing the billing se section of it. I like where it's like a puzzle to me and I got to find what's wrong with the claim. You know, it's like a little hunt and I got to figure out, you know, is their name wrong? Is the date of birth wrong? Or are we sending it to the right insurance? Because like, say, for example, we're sending it to United. United has an umbrella of hundreds of addresses where claims need to go to. And I have to like do a little yes. detective work. And I like doing that kind of things. And, and I like that little challenge where it's not the day, it's not the same monotonous thing every day. Cause I could work with blue cross for a day and be like, okay, I have to send it to, you know, the, 
their normal address, but then they may have like a weird insurance where it's like, oh, it's Blue Cross, but it's under United and we have to send it to United with Blue Cross policies. So, I mean, all those little things and that hunt and that challenge, that's what I really enjoy. Yeah, you, you bring up a good point. Uh, there's never the same day twice in medical billing. Um, right. And for those, you know, looking for a career that is stable, it's in demand, it's work from home, uh, it's challenging, it's engaging. So Isis, you've talked about, you know, your career in, in medical billing. And I think some of our listeners might be uh, looking to get into the business or learning this trade, learning this skill. Uh, the job market for medical billing continues to grow. The demand continues to grow. I know we've seen it. So what advice would you give to somebody who wants to work in medical billing and uh, isn't sure where to start? Okay. Um, well, definitely there's always going to be sick people. Uh, so we always have to bill for them. So, I mean, it's job security. If it's not one part of it, it's another, but you're always going to have a job you can find anywhere. Um, and it's the truth, you know? Uh, yeah. so if you don't like one company, you could switch yeah. to a different company or a different practice, a different genre of what, uh, billing in self is. There's so many sections of it that you could, uh, become a professional in. So, I mean, that's, that's the way I see it. It's more like job security for me. Yeah. Where, what would you, how did you get started? And it, would you, do you have any words of, a, words of encouragement or any advice for any of our listeners who are thinking about getting um, certified or skilled in medical billing? Okay. I went to school for medical billing and coding. They, it was a, a year long class. Uh, it was very, what they teach is the very basic base of, you know, medical terminology, uh, basically what the HICFA requires and things like that. They don't teach you everything else that you're supposed to know when you first come in, all the rules and things like that. They just give you very basic uh, information. But with that title, right. it, you know, that certificate or, or diploma, it's what they, you know, employers look for. So they know that you're going to go in there and you're going to uh, be able to build these things and not just jack up everything up for them. You know what I mean? And obviously they want that revenue coming in. Every bit, every, every employment situation is different, but how do you look at a new opportunity and judge, is this the right spot for me? Um, when you're looking at multiple medical billing job opportunities, how did you decide this one's the one for me, it could be compensation, but it could be other things too. Um, what what led you to where you are now? Um, I wanted to work for a big company and I wanted to work remote. Those were two big um, things that I was looking for. And then obviously pay um, and a company that has good benefits because the larger companies, you know, you ha your insurance is better, your benefits are better, your packages are better sure. and things like that. So I wanted to work for a big company. What was it? Uh, was there anything about the job specifically in the industry that it was uh, in that you that you found attractive? Was it the fact that it was DME? Was it a new billing experience, or did you go to something that you knew already and you were very competent in that area, or was this a new exciting adventure? No, this was just a new exciting adventure. I mean, once you know billing, you just apply the same principle to everything. You know, obviously you have different codes you need to memorize, different modifiers you need to memorize and things like that. But for the most part, once you know the basic, you could apply that to any profession. I mean, every and anything that in the field itself, as long as you have that basic knowledge of what you're doing. 
Yeah, yeah that's very encouraging. Um, you know, I think there's sometimes somebody gets really comfortable in the codes they know, they get comfortable in the software they've used, they get comfortable with the provider they're they're working with. Um, any advice to somebody who, you know, hasn't um, taken that next step in their career, what would you tell that person who is afraid to step out and use that new software, try that new code, or try that new doctor? I mean, they, they need to get with the times. <laughs> they need to get with the times. I mean, technology is what we're, the society's aiming for. So, I mean, they need to get with the times. They need to have better software. They need to get better uh, equipment to be able to build. Yeah, yeah. As far as like the employee who is thinking like, oh, I, I know this doctor, I know these codes, I know this software. Let's say our last question is, you know, for that person who's listening to this show, who may be uh, an employee looking for a new opportunity, they've been working with the same provider, they've been working with the same software, they've been working with the same codes for years. Um, and they're thinking, they're thinking about stepping out and trying a new uh, either a new provider or a new software or a new industry to specialize in. Uh, any last final words of advice you would give that person? I would say that if there's a better software out there, to try it. Um, I know a lot of companies provide demos that you could use for your practice for a short amount of time, and then you could see the difference between what you're currently using versus what the, pro the, um, the software has to offer. So I would say that that would be a good transition for them to 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 see what's better and what's you know the pros and cons of each software. So I mean, and if for uh, an employee, if they see that they're not challenged where they're at and it's like the same monotonous thing, I mean, I would say that to take that leap for another company, you know, and see what they could do. Because I mean, I've had jobs where I've worked really hard to clean up their AR and everything. And then at the end, they're like, I have no more job to do. So, you know, they let you go kind of thing because you work yourself out of a job. So then you have scenarios where, you know, bigger companies, they have huge ARs that I mean, it would take you years to clean up. Right. Right. Yeah, there's definitely not a shortage of work out there. So uh, for those listeners that are, you know, exploring new opportunities, uh, like ISIS has said, there's there's just no shortage of opportunities and challenges out there. And um, you just have to put yourself out there and try new things and not be not be afraid to network with new doctors, new office managers, new software, new codes. And the, uh, the future could be very bright. <laughs> Well, Isis, thank you so much for being on our show. I, I learned a lot talking to you, and uh, you have a, a lot of knowledge to bring. So uh, I'd love to have you on the show again one day. Take care. <laughs>